Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to talk to you about my friend, my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for over five years. He does my auto. He does my home. He does a bunch of other things as well. I trust him with everything when it comes to insurance, and I'm telling you, you should too. I don't give an endorsement like this lightly. He is really that good at what he does, and his communication, unmatched. He is quick to return phone calls. He is quick to return emails. He understands that you need answers. He asks the right questions, and he's going to get you into the best possible policy. Eric Cook and his staff at Cook Insurance have over 70 years of experience, and you need to work with them. Trust me. Give them a call today or give him a call today or his team them, either way. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We want to bring in our friend Todd Davis. Of course, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos, and now he is part of the Davis Fund with his wife, helping the less fortunate in the real estate world. How are you, Todd? Doing great. How are you? All right. We could talk about the bye week and so on and so forth, and we will get to that. But let's talk about what everybody is talking about right now. You are a player on the Broncos, and you saw what happened on that fumble return for a touchdown, and Teddy Bridgewater is getting roasted for not making an effort. Is the criticism fair? Um, I think that's, you know, a business decision. And I don't know if you feel like, um, or if he felt like Melvin was already down. Um, you know, if he definitely felt like that it may be called back, there was no reason for him to play his body a lot. And in the past, you've seen players get injured like that. So um, you would have liked to see him lay out, but I understand the business decision not to. Real quick, Andrew, let me just follow up real quick. If this was Peyton Manning, would the criticism be just as harsh? I think so. I think it's just any person. Just like when, when we played Cam in the Super Bowl and people felt like he didn't die for the ball uh, that Vaughn picked up um, when it was a fumble, he got a lot of criticism for that. So I think it's any player um, that they feel like they can give their all or sacrifice their body for the team with different criticism for them. You mentioned the words business decision. And, of course, those two words have been kind of thrown out in the public sphere a lot in recent days. In the locker room, do guys understand and 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 are and be accepting of someone else making a quote unquote business business decision? How is that received? Yeah, I think um, when you're in the locker room, um, you understand how the game of football works, and you understand sometimes you do have to make a business decision. And those guys understand his thought process more than anybody. I'm sure he's had conversations about whether he felt like Melvin Gordon was down or whether he was making the decision. Um, I don't know, you know, which the case 
uh, was, but, you know, those guys in the locker room, you definitely understand a lot more than um, anyone else uh, out there. We're talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Denver Broncos. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund, helping the less fortunate with his real estate business that he has with his wife. Let's talk about the bye week. Certainly the bye week helps physically and mentally. How badly do the Broncos need this bye week after the roller coaster ride they have put themselves on? They need it really bad. I think they have to identify themselves um, or, you know, gain an identity within this bye week. They need to sit down and talk as a team, as a coaching staff, and figure out who they want to be the second half of the season. Um, they've had so many crazy games. Um, you know, they'll have a big win and a tough loss in back-to-back weeks. And it's, you know, really like a roller coaster ride, like you said. So hopefully hopefully this bye week is what they needed. Um, they'll, they'll be able to get, you know, Bradley Chubb back and Garrett Bowles, hopefully, um, you know, two big players on this on this team. So I think it's huge for them. And, you know, this could be the turning point. It either it'll either go up or go down. I don't think it'll stay the same, but this will be a huge, huge turning point for the Broncos. Shelby Harris mentioned a couple of days ago in a press availability on Zoom that he uh, that it's it's a good chance to kind of reset and get kind of a mental break and kind of reset, refocus. In your experience, does the bye week really allow guys to do that? And have there been positive results from from that coming out of that bye because you had kind of that mental reset? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the bye week I mean, is definitely a time for you to reset, get your mind right. It helps you as, your, as a player to get your your body right and prepared for the second half of your season. Um, you know, always want to put your best foot forward. You do everything you can to prepare your body to go for the second half. Um, that's the most important half of the season. Yeah, you know, this is when you really make a push for the playoffs. But also on the uh, coaching side, this is the first time throughout the season that they are able to take a deep dive at what they do. Um, some so much of the season you're always preparing for another team and seeing what they do and how they operate and what plays they like. Um, you know, as humans, we always have tales and things we like to do, and this is the first time for the coaching staff to really look back and see, well, what are my tendencies? What are teams um, keying on about me or the plays I like to run on third and short or third and long? Um, this is the first time they're able to take a deep dive and look at themselves um, to see how they can better themselves and the, and the calls that they're making. Uh, for the rest of the season. Todd, uh, George Payton famously said a couple of weeks ago, we are 4-4, four and four, but it feels like we're 1-7. and seven. With that, this team is 5-5. Five and five. Does it feel like 2-8? and eight? And how do you think the players feel about what their record is and what they, for lack of a better phrase, really are? Um, to me, it definitely does feel like a little bit like two and eight. I think it feels that way because you feel so unsure about the team. You feel unsure about um, each game. Um, you feel unsure about um, you know what's going to happen with the team next year. There's just so many variables up in the air that it doesn't really give you a piece or a confidence to say that they'll go on and win the next seven games and go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. You don't. It's weird to have that confidence when it's been so up and down. Um, you know, as far as the players, um, I feel like you always feel like you're in it as long as you have a shot. That's all you want is a shot to get to the playoffs. 
because you know once once the playoffs hit, everybody has you know a new record of zero and zero, and that's when you know you know the real the real game starts. You saw the Giants go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl after going eight and eight through the season. So you know as long as you're making a push to get to the playoffs and have a chance to get to the playoffs, you know that's all guys care about. And I know that's on the mind of Denver Broncos right now. You kind of mentioned kind of the week to week. You know, a week earlier, their defense is dominant against the Cowboys, shut them out for 55 minutes, and then they get diced up against the Eagles. From what you watched, what was the difference? Why were the Eagles able to carve up the Broncos' defense in a way that Dallas couldn't? Really, I think it started with the running game. Um, you know, in, in the NFL, when you're able to establish the run, so much of your playbook opens up and your offense is uh, predicated on you being able to run the football. So if you're able to do that, um, run the football well, it'll open up a lot of different things for your offense to be able to do. That's why you saw some of the play-action pass work um, for the Eagles and, you know, some of the deeper shots were able to work because when you have to do more things to fill the box to um, stop the run, it leaves your corners out on islands and kind of makes everybody else have to play a one-on-one game. So I feel like that was the biggest difference between the Eagles game and the Cowboys game. They were able to stop the run against the Cowboys. Todd, you have played uh, football for a long time at the college level and in the NFL. I've covered sports for 30 years, and in all my years, I have never once, and I mean maybe you have, and that's what I'm going to ask you, I have never once heard a player call out the coaching in a public press conference, ever. Not at a locker, not at a podium. Draymond Jones did do that following the game against the Eagles, and then he sent out a statement saying, I really didn't mean it that way. How do you take that? I'm sure you're going to take him at his word, but at the end of the day, is there some truth to that? Yeah, I feel like, you know, after after the game, you're definitely passionate. You definitely have a lot of adrenaline going. Um, and you may say some things that, um, you don't necessarily mean to say. Um, I know for myself, even if I felt a type of way about the coaching staff or the plays that were being called, I definitely wouldn't have let it be known. Um, so that's a, a tough position uh, for him to be in. But I always think that coaches get away with murder, to be honest. I'm not saying that the, <laughs> if, if the Denver Broncos are awesome. on the wrong here by any means. I'm just saying um, usually everything is on uh, the players. I remember times when a coach would tell me to do something and I would do it, and then another coach would tell that coach that it was wrong. But um, you know, I would be made to be the bad guy when my coach, you told me to do this, you told me to play this play like this. But you know, a lot of the times, um, you know, it's all in the players. It's the players' fault. Um, it's the put when sometimes it is the scheme, or sometimes it is a bad call, or sometimes they tell the players to do. Um, the wrong thing. So, you know, I think everybody deserves a little bit of credit when things aren't going bad, are going bad. In your experience, then, if things did go wrong, how much of a percentage was coaches and how much of it was player execution? It's a team, so I feel like it's about Um, 50-50. There are times where a coach continues to tell a guy something and he continues to do it wrong and that's on him. But there's other times where coaches, you know, make mistakes. I think everybody's human. Um, I think that's why you can see one team um, constantly get stuck in the first round of the playoffs, get a new coach, and then go to the Super Bowl. 
the coaching staff definitely matters for you to be successful in the NFL. So I think um, it matters for you to be successful, and it matters for when you're not successful. Todd, I know you're going to have to answer this question very carefully, so I just want to let you know that I'm going to be throwing a bomb at you, okay? And you and I have known each other for a long time, so I want to let you know it's coming, and you could diffuse it however you want to, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this, because Andrew and I have talked about this over the last couple of weeks. Vic Fangio has said multiple times, multiple times over the last five, six weeks, we need to coach better. We need to coach better. With that, when a guy keeps saying he needs to coach better, do they maybe need to find a guy who can coach better? Um, I don't necessarily uh, know if that's the case. I think as players, you can understand that you need to play better. You know that there's another level you can take your play and your ability. Uh, just like coaches know that there's a better way that they can connect with their players or better schemes that they can create. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the wrong guy for the job or I can't do what's, um, you know, the better version of what I need to do. Um, it just means that I have to be able to execute um, at a higher level and that I can, uh, where we just have to find a way to do that. What did you think of the game plan against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? The offense, uh, you know, the, the defensive game plan against Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure about, um, you know, whether it was the best thing or not. You know, that's not really for me to decide. Um, I don't feel like, I mean, by the, by the score of the game, it didn't really work out. Um, so maybe there could have been other things done, but, um, you know, I don't really know what else could have been done. Mace, you got anything else? Because I want to talk to Todd about the Davis Fund. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. I do. Okay. Yeah. Let, 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 awesome. Let's get off of Vic Fangio's back and talk about Toys for Tots. What you doing with the Davis Fund? <laughs> yeah, so um, this um, coming December, we're going to have an event with Toys for Tots. Um, it'll be early in the month. We'll be able to you know, help families and kids feel great during the holiday season. I think we'll help from between 3,000 to 4,000 uh, kids. So it's important to give back during the holiday season. And um, if you're out there and you want to give back, um, this is your chance at a great time um, to really help and let people know that they're not alone. Um, you have family out there. You have friends. And let's all come together this holiday season. How do people give? What's the process for that? So the best way to do that is to go to dtydavis.com. You can dtydavis.com, and you can check us out online. Um, and our event with Torture Tots will be posted uh, shortly. And uh, we have ways for you to get there, ways for you to talk to us there, communicate with us, so we can know how to, um, you know, give back to our community. And, and talking specifically about the Davis Fund, you and your wife have a real estate company. It is for profit and nonprofit. What are you guys doing for our community in the nonprofit world? Oh, in the nonprofit world. We're helping to uh, build apartment complexes and buildings so that uh, people are in transition, whether single mothers or, or people uh, coming out of jail can have somewhere to go to, uh, you know, really be able to transition their lives to make a better one. Um, I think it's important, um, you know, home, they say home is where your heart is, but home is also where you're supposed to feel secure and you're supposed to have a place um, that you feel comfortable in so that you can really go out into the world and attack it. So. That's what we're trying to create for um, our community. 
Todd, thanks so much for the time. You haven't been to the gym recently. Are you dodging me? You're just not lifting as much? What's going on? It's funny because I've definitely been there, but I haven't seen you, when you anywhere near the oh, 150. Oh, so. now, now you're calling me out. Now you're calling me out? Really? Well, what time have you been going? I'm not going to stalk you, but what time have you been going? I've been going at like 8 o'clock. Oh, I, well, I don't go at 8 o'clock. I'm there at 10. Actually, I'm there at oh, 9. Okay. I'm there that's at 9. Maybe, what's that? I said, that's why we've been missing each other. Does Zena still out-squat you? <laughs> probably now. You know, I'm retired, so she probably can get me now. <laughs> Todd, thanks for your time, buddy. All right, thank you. See you, man. Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. Coming up after the break, believe it or not, the Broncos will be tied for second place in the AFC West by not even playing a game on Sunday night. That's next.